0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they
2: just
1: sit there and talk about sports?
2: Yeah, and we got a new excuse from Balco Bob Baffert and a lot of other stuff to get to. Let's do it. It's a Tuesday on
3: The Blitz. Diabolical.
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. <laughs> and The Blitz is on
2: for a Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, The Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, The Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN your number. 713 3776 You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Uh, if Aaron likes it, he'll read it. Even if he doesn't, he'll probably read it because he just likes He'll to... read
3: it and ignore it. Yeah. But... yeah.
2: The, uh, there's also Twitter at Fred power F-A O-U-R, at AJ Is The Real. at Aaron is Blitz at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Uh, you can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. <laughs> And it's a Tuesday when usually you guys are in a bad mood. Don't be, because we're gonna have some fun today. I'm
3: in a good mood today. I'm glad to hear that. All rested well now? rested. Caught up. Yep. Good. Unlike my son, he uh so he played a couple games this, well, he played six games this weekend, but he pitched in a couple games and he ended up with eight like I think eighty four pitches yeah. between the two games. And uh, and then he had a prep game for his his high school team last night. And he told his coach he could pitch unbeknownst to me, uh, and first inning went well, and then second inning, he walked three kids nice. Nice. and I was nice. like, "Dude, you gotta tell your coach like you, you gotta like know your body some yeah like, but you know what kids aren't gonna do that No he's gonna
2: just want to pitch,
3: but that's what he said like he said, I didn't want to tell him I, I didn't want to pitch anymore because I thought it would look bad. I was like, well, do you think it'd look worse than walking three kids in a row? I, I don't know." <laughs> I feel Uh, like that looks
2: worse. uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Hell, you know, his. It's not like his dad fought in the in the uh, octagon with a knee exploded or anything.
3: Well, that's true. But that, (laughs) how did that end for me? It didn't end well. No, no. I got punched in the face a lot.
2: (laughs) Oh well. Uh, what else is up,
3: man? Uh, looks like we got some whiskey to drink. Yes. Um, I, I, he said, uh, tell Fred it's for Sharon. And uh, because he wanted us to drink it on air today, okay. Oh well, that's that's always great. I'm you, happy, and sir. are you are you uh, f- familiar with the guy that dropped it off? Uh, you- yeah, Joe. He's
2: a uh, uh, a twitcher and a very nice guy. And I tried to get here early, but I had some things this afternoon. to Oh, I down. know what
3: you had to do. What did I have to do?
2: You know what you had to no, do.
3: No, I don't know what you're talking about. I Have no idea. Aaron, do you notice anything different about something? Fred does today? seem a little different. <laughs> I, mm. I, I purposefully avoided... He got a Mike Tyson tattoo. Uh, I mean, n- no, we haven't done. really
1: addressed that. Mm, no,
2: I purposefully avoided you two wombats because I knew that you were go- going to make fun of me, so... uh,
1: Might be a good time to tune into Twitch. Yeah, Maybe yeah. To
3: see Fred's new hairdo. D- now, did you do this at a uh, a salon?
2: I actually did. Okay. I went through the whole process.
3: Yeah. The cut, color... Yeah um now how much did you cut off the back like was it it Uh, a few inches a
2: lot actually I wound up cutting about two inches off the back and I I mean I left it a little long but not much just so that in the fall if I decide I want to go full Lebowski again Mm -hmm. I can but um I just it, it really there were three reasons for it first off I got up this morning and it was you know we're already into Houston humidity yeah and, you know...
3: And hair on the back of your neck.
2: Greasy and grimy and disgusting. And I'm like, ah, man, screw this. Uh, and I've got a couple of... Well, I've got at least one business meeting this week with a guy who, who's probably going to invest in our project. So I kind of wanted to not look like uh, the bastard son of the keeper Lebowski and Tom Petty. Okay. And um, And plus, it's summer, and I didn't really want to have to carry it around all summer.
3: Okay. So... So to tell the people what did you like when you told the lady at the salon this is what I want done. What did you tell her?
2: Um, basically, well, I'll take the headphones off so that people can make fun of it. Okay, uh, but yeah, I just told her get it. Short. Can you
3: take your uh, your your uh, scarf off too so people can, can oh, get an idea of where it hangs on your neck? Yeah, I mean, it's not there. You go. It's
2: not that far. I got to cut pretty short actually. Yeah. So
3: I'll uh, be honest now more than when you had the longer hair in the back yeah now you can appreciate the work doc linvale did more than then
2: i should have saved this for 513 when i had the doc linville read but yeah i mean um
3: the the thing is and when it's darker it looks it's got more coverage
2: yeah it's also it, it was i didn't intend for it to be this dark i was looking for dark brown and it's it's almost black you should have said chestnut brown you know, you know what though it was kind of funny is while they were doing it, the stuff they put on there to, to color it looked blonde. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror going, dude, I might want to try this. Okay. Like
3: like going like blonde. Like the shocking blonde. But and it I, would have been crazy on you. Yeah, I mean
2: that, that would have probably been a little bit too much of a shock for for you guys right now. But um you know what I'm kinda of happy with how it turned out. I mean I I uh um you know, I almost look respectable. Okay. And, you know, I do feel like it makes me look younger okay,
3: and if so. you feel if you feel young, then you are young no i I don't know if they say that, but it sounds like something they would say, who's they, like the proverbial they oh they yeah,
2: yeah, but uh like
3: you know, look good, feel good, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like uh they say that if you feel young, be young, that seems hmm. like something they would say,
2: well, I don't really trust them, okay, just so you know, all right, but anyway, um yeah, so i figured I figured'd give you guys something to make fun of.
3: Did you consider getting like a line shaved into the side into the side like a lightning bolt no or something it, like that? The, the only thing I, I thought about to really youth it up
2: well no I, I just I'm too old for that I kind of had a wild hair so to speak Wow to, to uh, get like a, a white streak on it on Ooh, one side okay. you know like the skunk look yeah and then I decided dude you 56 years old man you can't do that.
3: Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that that's probably a good call by you yeah I mean I, I, I mean
2: the point is to try to look responsible. <laughs> and that wasn't really gonna do it okay so uh but yeah you know, it, it, it's so uh, you're happy yeah i'm happy with it and uh it, and you know the, the reality is i had to get it done at some point and it's just today it's just one of those days when i got up this morning and and everything's sticking together and i'm like ah, this i can't be doing this okay and h sound was saying, what happened to your sideburns falcon bye i don't like those things you don't like sideburns? no no I've i've never liked them and I've always kept them pretty short. And this time I just said, you know what? I'm getting rid of those bastards. Let's, okay. see what, let's see how it looks. And I figure the worst thing that could happen is I. I mean, look, I'm a hideous beast, right? The worst thing that could happen is I become a more hideous beast. So what? What difference yeah. does it make? You know, if you're a four and you become a three, ooh, boy, Big I've deal. lost so much. I've lost so much. But, uh, but no, I, I think it, it turned out pretty well and I'm happy with it. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's going to lighten up a little bit over the next couple of days, which is cool because, like I said, the the first look at it, I'm like, whoa, Hoffman's going to kill me today. <laughs> well, let me hear about some black hair, but it's not black. No, it's really not. It's not. Now, you've
3: done black before. Yeah. Now that that was, yeah, that it looks like a lunatic. to I be did. Honest. I did. I looked like a a villain from a movie, only ugly and. Uh, creepy. Are you worried that you'll get outside and start sweating? And it'll start dripping like the brown will start <laughs> drip leaking down your no, head. No,
2: not with the wind blowing 600 miles today in front of all these tornadoes that are okay. coming in. But uh, yeah. So anyway, it's uh
3: well, congratulations, that, friend. Had to be done. Had I mean, it, done. It, listen. This it, it was. I'm not here to make fun of you. It, 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 sure, you That's are. Not my job. You're sure, you
2: are. That's not, <laughs> it's not the, my <laughs> job.
3: That is That's your not job. My job.
2: <laughs> You're not a That's make not fun of expert. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
3: I'm not an expert on making fun of people,
2: <laughs> but uh i, I just kind of felt like you know what uh, and it was fun growing it out as long as I did because i I basically grew it for almost two years, and I hadn't had hair like that in a long time, but then at the other at the other end of the spectrum, it's like, bro, grow up, yeah. <laughs> you know you don't have to look like a homeless dude all the time, and uh yeah that's uh you know. and i I will also admit this, I've never spent that much money on an actual hair hair visit before where they went through and did all the professional coloring and all that stuff. Yeah. I usually just buy it out of a box. So, uh, yeah. Whereas he said, Fred side chick made him color the hair. I, if I had a side chick, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, you're right though. I think it actually helps when, and obviously I can't do this till five 13, but it helps when I'm talking about Dr. Linville because I can show it off a little better now. Yeah. Anyway, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. I don't want to keep beating the dead horse, but I want to get the Baffert next segment and his latest excuse. And uh, they've allowed him to enter both of his horses in the Preakness.
3: It kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Because it's like, it's one of those not apology apologies. Like... Uh. It, it, it this could have happened. I'm sorry if it did happen type thing. Like if it did happen, I didn't mean for it to happen. So I, well, first it was
2: denied, denied, deny. Oh, no way we did this. Uh, groom peed on the hay, all, all these stupid excuses. And now it's like, oh, well, the horse had a skin condition and then the doctor was, gi- the vet was giving him drugs for that. And it turns out the drugs had this in it and we didn't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Again, Yesterday we went all over all his his coincidences. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, how on earth is it that you don't know what the vet is giving your horse? Knowing, I mean, it's the same thing that it's the tainted meat. It's what it argument is. is what it is, and it's ridiculous because guess what? You had the, one of the, one of your horses who ran on Derby Day that Philly Gamine. Guess what? She tested positive for a same, year ago. Same stuff at the same racetrack.
3: Tainted meat.
2: Yeah. So how do you not know? It's just, you, you obviously were trying hey. to get away with it. You mistimed the thing. You've done it five times in two years.
3: By the way, get better at that, dude. I know. If you're going to cheat, be a better cheater. Like, it's just, at this point, like, be a pro. I mean, you ought to be an expert. Well, I'm not an expert on cheating horses. Well, you should be by now. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, well. It, You've had a long time to practice.
1: And it, you're going to do something. At least do it right.
2: Well, I mean, that that's the thing. And... Getting busted this many times in this many big races, it's he acts like none of these other ones ever happened. Right. And, and, you know, yesterday we were talking about, I threw out some numbers, 30 suspensions in 40 years. And somebody goes, oh, well, that, that doesn't seem like a lot over 40 years. Well, keep in mind, they didn't have this kind of testing until about 2005. Right. So it's really not over his 40-year career. It's since 2005 that you've had 30 suspensions. So, you know, that's part Terrible. of it. And at some point... Everybody keeps turning their. Th- this is the the frustrating thing to me, is like I'm reading this story and they're talking about all the ways this could happen, and you know it's not intentional, and he wouldn't do it on purpose, and it. it and then of course they let the horses in the in the previous. Are you sh-
3: sure though? Of course. Are you sure you wouldn't do it on purpose? Of, of
2: course he would. But you know what? I got a lot more on this, and we got we got some fun stuff too. Um, but uh, I'll, I I want to I want to keep going here on uh, Balco Bob here when we come back. It's the Blitz on ESPN ninety-seven five nine two five.
0: And grab the duck! This is the Blitz on ESPN 975. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And
2: we're back on The Blitz. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Everybody liking the hair on Twitch. Thank you, Twitchers. Much love. Uh, And people are asking if this is a Chelsea shirt. Yes. I, uh... I have a friend who was so happy that we've had Glenn on for a couple of weeks to talk soccer. And she knew, she knows that I'm a lifelong Chelsea fan going back to, uh, November of what, 2019. I think it was when we went. To yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause the, the guy that I was sitting with, uh, well, we were sitting with Eric and his wife, but, uh, this friend of, um, my wife that she worked with huge Chelsea fan. And so he, you know, I was trying to decide, okay, who am I going to root for? He taught me into it. And so anyway, we were talking with, uh, Glenn the last couple of weeks and, she heard me talking and sent me this as a gift. Oh, okay. And it's kind of badass. So anyway. look at you. Yeah. And uh these things happen. These things happen, he says. Yeah. All right. So but that's that's the uh that's the impetus behind that. Okay. If you will. But uh the other thing that's uh like I said, I want to get back to this Baffert thing for a minute. Um so both both of his horses will be running in the preakness and the Medina spirit i i and i i don't know how I'm going to attack this yet because i got to say this is a crappy race i mean most of these horses should be pulling a cart for a living <laughs> downtown houston is mandaloon racing or no, not no mandaloon's not racing and <sighs> what but, a but rip off no one would watch this race if this horse didn't run okay. no one so bafford has that horse he has another horse called concert tour who's actually better than this horse and just from a gambling perspective, I'm a little perplexed because, frankly, I'm not putting it past this guy for him to stiff concert tours so that Medina Spirit can, or Medina Spirit can win the race. Wouldn't be it'd be like in NASCAR where you have one horse that kind of uh, blocks the other guys. We've seen it before. Yeah. So, but I also think that this guy is not going to have that extra drug kick down the stretch. So There's a good chance he doesn't hit the board. Okay. But. Would anybody watch this stuff? I guarantee you the casual person now is going to watch it because of the controversy. I mean, they're going to want to see if this, this thing is legit. And you can't not let him run because the way this ruling works, it's, it's kind of like the, the NFL a little bit. It's like, okay, so you have two tests. The first one came back positive. Now they have to wait on the second one, which could take weeks. And if it comes back negative, guess what? He's fine. They keep the money and everything. Okay. If it comes back positive, then he can appeal and that thing can drag out for a year. And that's how he was able to win the triple crown with a horse that didn't belong in there with Justify because Justify did the same thing. He tested positive after a race at Santa Anita and that gave him enough points to get in the Derby. If he doesn't win that race, he doesn't get the points to get in the Derby, never wins a triple crown. Well, it took, you know, after the Derby for them to get the second test back. And then uh, who the hell's yelling
1: out there? Jeez, I think Nick and uh, the intern are having a spirited conversation. But tell them to tell shut him, up. Yeah,
2: tell them to take it someplace where we can't hear it in the damn studio. But, um, but yeah, and, and so by the time the appeal went through, we found out like a year and a half later. That's how long this stuff takes, and so that's why you have to. They had to let the horses run. Well, let the horse run. I mean, I, I. But and somebody brings up a really good point. Like he got fined fifteen hundred bucks for doing this. That's it. And if you're gonna get fined fifteen hundred bucks, why would you stop?
3: That's the question. Like, there's no. <laughs> that's not enough of a penalty to push people away from it.
2: No. And so the winning winning person, the Derby, one point six million. Baffert gets ten percent of that.
3: That's pretty good. That, that doesn't suck, right? I, I mean, it's not at 15 grand. Ain't going to push me away from that. I can tell you that much.
2: Um, no, no
3: 1,500. Yeah, 1,500. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ain't going to push Jeez. you away from 150. So, yeah. Why not keep doing it and deny, deny, deny. But it, it's it's frustrating to me because and this is a really good point. There's no fear of repercussions. Imagine how many times he's gotten away with it and he's been caught five times in two years. Of course. So, you just keep doing it. Yeah. And it really is, for me, it's kind of frustrating because you're right. Why stop? Why stop? Just keep doing it, man. And you know what? Uh, But I can't, I I just, these excuses, like, so today's excuse is, well, we might, we might have unwittingly gave it to him for a skin condition. Okay. uh, First off, your job to know all this stuff. And yeah, when, when athletes like, when athletes say the same thing, what do we say? Know what you're putting in your body. It's your job. Exactly. And uh, and so how, how is he not suspended for life? Here's another problem with it. It's not just e- each racing district is different. Texas has different rules in Kentucky. California has different rules. So like he's banned at Churchill Downs right now. And guess what? He raced a horse Sunday at. Santa Anita. Yeah, it's
3: not like he's been, like. there's not some overseeing commission No, that says, and, and
2: that's a problem. There's people who want that. I, I frankly don't know that another government commission in charge of everything is the, the right answer. thing. Yeah, because look how well those work out. How'd how, how that, uh, how that ERCOT thing work out for us? I, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's a good idea, but there needs to be con conformity, and there needs to be... Uh, people need Uniformity. Uniformity, not- yeah. Uh, there needs to be uniformity of the rules. There's some states that allow Lasix, or some that don't. Lasix is a diuretic that you give to horses when they when they bleed; it it stops them from bleeding, and they tend to run better. But it's also an infamous masking agent, which is why some places allow it and some places don't. And you know, and, and it took the federal government to catch that guy who had maximum security because the drugs he was using were masked, and yeah. nobody could find him. And so I, I don't know what the hell else he's putting in his horses. And it was ironic to me that when the trainer of maximum security gets banned for doing this, guess who they sent the horse to? Balco Bob.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I kind of thought you were going to say that. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, um, it, it just, it, it, it's it, the thing is, I and mean, not a lot of people care about the sport, but right now it's the biggest news in sports, frankly. And a lot of people are like, wow, how can this guy get away with it? How can this guy get away with it? And it's been happening in that sport forever. And I talked about it yesterday. There's so many things that I've seen over the years that make me shake my head. And it's just like anything else. There's a bunch of people trying to get over. And when you got money involved, can I tell you about the worst scam I ever heard about in horse racing? Sure. Um, There was a very prominent person in town who owned racehorses and really got into the business in a big way. And uh, he hired some Hall of Fame trainers. Big name guys. One of those trainers also trained for a very famous farm in Kentucky. He would go to the farm, pick out a horse that say, take it back to the owner and say, hey, I got this great horse for $200,000. Well, basically, he would pocket 100 grand of that. It's a $50,000 horse. Then he gets to train for the guy. It's basically a crook. It's Basically going and and upcharging these horses to rich owners. And, you know, hey, if the horse is great, awesome. He still makes money as the trainer. If a horse isn't any good, he already made his money on the sale. Yeah. And it's just scummy. And and, and these are the kind of people you're dealing with when you're dealing with Bob Bafferts. But that's just me. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713. 713- you sure you don't want to say that guy's name? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. And, and because of, I... I, I a lot of that stuff was told to me in confidence. Nah. I can tell the story,
3: all right, all but I can't right. say it. All right, all right, all right. So be a whole lot cooler if you
2: did. <laughs> yeah, well, but uh, there, there are there are a lot of good people in this business. The problem there's is, there's good and bad people on both well, sides, yeah, and there's a lot, of, and, and really in in every business, there's bad people. There's bad doctors. There's bad lawyers that that are not good people. There's you know. There's bad radio hosts that are not not good people in this room. No, no. Oh. You know what? I got a, I got a whole story on on good people that I want to get to later on today. Okay, and, and I, I am going to bet you guys are going to agree with me on this. All right, that we're all kind of on the same page on it. But uh, but yeah, if you guys have questions about it, I'm, I'm happy to answer it. Um, you know, and I I uh I know people are interested, so I can't tell you how many. It's one of the reasons I was so far behind today, is I was doing shows all over the all over the place. Phones blowing up with "What about this? What about this?" and uh, it's like, "So wow, people care about horse racing, not for once." Not not the reason I would want them to, but hey, hopefully they'll care a lot more on Saturday when we make a bunch of money by betting against these turds. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety
0: is the blitz on espn 97.5 and on espn 92.5 live from the veritex community bank studios here's fred fower and aj hoffman and we are back
2: on the blitz 713-780 espn's your number And boomtown says fascinating to hear about your knowledge and expertise regarding the sport of horse racing i can listen to you speak on this subject all day you know what's funny i can't no And I, I but more, but what's funny is this is something that no nobody cares about ninety nine percent of the time. And they they like playing the triple crown because we usually make them money, and you know, so that's that's kind of cool. But this is what it takes. It takes a a freaking controversy, a scandal. Yeah, I like to call it a scandal. And and, and somebody was asking me earlier. It's like, oh, is this another black eye for racing? Racing doesn't have any eyes left. Okay. They've been punched in the eyes so many times. They're like walking around like zombies. There's no such thing as a black eye for these guys anymore. But it's uh it's interesting that you know it happens in the Triple Crown. But you know what? Two years ago when a horse got disqualified, that was the big story. And that one was because of interference, not because of drugs. But that was a huge story. And that's all people and that's when people cared. And yeah. now they care because of this. And I, I guess I, I mean I try to find And boxing I think is very similar. I guess this would be similar to Floyd Mayweather. Well, you know what? Probably closer to John Jones. Like over and over and over again, and yet he keeps sending yeah. it out there, and he keeps getting away with it. No, that's a good comparison. I mean, I, I'm trying to find something that will tie it in for people. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and somebody saying how how is that scummy that the guy was o- overcharging because. He's your trainer who is telling you what horses to buy. And it's based on what he's lining his pockets with. It's scummy, man. If you guys don't think that's scummy, I don't want to do business with you. I'll just be honest with you. And and to basically lie about the price. And, I mean, these are high-quality horses. And if you're new to the business and have a bunch of money, you're not going to listen to a trainer who's, well, let's just say he's won a lot. Yeah. You know, in, he he certainly Baffert level. How's that? Not Baffert, but Baffert level.
1: It'd be so. like you having a, a real estate agent, and they found you "quote unquote" the perfect house, even though they know well somebody was shot there two weeks ago, and right around the corner is a crack dealer. Oh, and SWAT has raided this place a couple of times. But I can get you a really sweet deal, and the selling agent is also their cousin. They're going to upcharge another hundred grand and split the split the fees.
3: Let's just make sure that the. Uh Let's make sure the blood stains are cleaned up. Yeah, that's all I care about. Now your you're, your trainer you're hiring
2: to advise you and be your business partner, and so it's it's, it's like screwing your own business partners. Yeah, and, and I have so a real that's not a good look. I have a real problem with that, and you know that's that's not how I choose to do business. I'll just say that there's a lot of things these cats do. I I, I think I, I was all these cool cats
3: and kittens. Yeah,
2: you, you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into this, but if you ever want to just read something that reads like a crime novel at the end of a horse meet, go get all the rulings that they had for stuff like this, drugs and jockeys, cheating and all kinds of stuff. And it reads like a novel. I mean, it really does. And it's, you know, so it's out there whenever money's involved, man, that's a problem. And, and these are a lot of these guys who well, are no no
3: one would cheat if there wasn't big money. Involved. Well, And that's a the problem. Point?
2: Most of these guys who are who are rich and own these things, they're all guys who are stealing money on Wall Street, too. Why would they not try stuff like that here? And PJ said being a business partner is different. No, PJ, you don't freaking get it. The trainer is your business partner. And, and, and if you're not looking at, at it that way, you got the wrong guy cuz he's the one who's going to determine where your horses go and who they run against and what kind of horse it's going to be. Brother, I'm sorry. You're just not you're not understanding. You're thinking you're you're thinking like it's a football coach or something. And by the way, are you I, saying he's playing checkers? Uh yeah, I think he's playing checkers. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. But, you know what? I'm not a I'm not a crime therapist either. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just do the best I can with I'm not an
3: expert on these things, That's what I like to say, <laughs> yeah. about everything.
2: Uh Nobody nobody else picked up on that. On the, the, did the, he said, I'm not an
3: expert yeah. about the draft. Did, could, That's insane. Did, do we have the audio? I'm not an NFL draft expert. I'm just an NFL GM. That, I'll
1: try to find it, but the Texans, for some reason, yesterday would not put it up on their website.
3: You had for to some find, reason.
1: Yeah, you had to go find other media members who had not pirated copies, but...
3: But had tape of it. Yes,
1: because the Texans were not going to acknowledge it at hmm. all.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: I'll
1: see if I can dig up a copy that sounds okay.
2: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I just want to make sure, because I, I, I don't want to dog the guy if I just read something wrong, which I mean, I didn't. I read the transcript that they sent me, but I'd like to hear that from him. I'm not a draft expert from Nick Casario, because I think that's a drop that we'll be able to uh, pair up with. That's not my job. Uh,
3: and, and, and then we need one from Cal. Um, what was his, his line that was really funny? Uh, damn it. He said something when he, when he spoke. Oh, it was the, uh, we'll build a wall. We have that one. Uh, We're going to build a wall. Yeah. That's, we got that. That's a pretty good one. Yeah.
2: We, we need Well, we got Easter be covered, so we're good. Um, somebody asked Fred, Do you know anything of with jockeys colluding to pull back the favorite?
3: So a long shot can win. Yep. Mm.
0: I am
2: I'll, I'll well there's two stories the most famous one is from uh Delta It seems like
3: that would only make sense to the jockeys if the the person that had hired them also had another horse in the race or I always or
2: they bet on the other horse especially at cheap tracks where the purses aren't aren't good enough for it to matter.
3: I see I always think it's shady when a uh, there's like the the ones where it's like 11 a and 11 like where
2: one and one a yeah. yeah
3: there's like there's two horses that are owned by and trained by the same guy in the same rate that doesn't seem right to me
2: Here here's the problem and and this is the same guy who says oh the games are rigged uh er- everybody who loses a race thinks the jockey's cheated 99 percent of the time there's not a problem but there are times when it is and one of the worst was over at delta downs jockey called Sylvester Carmouche, whose uh, son I believe ran in the derby uh, it was really foggy that night and he was on a horse called landing officer and they were in the one mile shoot at Delta, which is yeah you know, it's about a 16th of a mile to the first turn, maybe a little more. basically when they opened the gates he just pulled up the horse and sat there in the fog and waited until he heard him coming around the corner and then he took off. <laughs> He won by 24 lengths and set a track record. Did
3: they not have video of, of it. No,
2: because it was, it was fogged. So they 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 knew what he did. They just couldn't prove it. And he wound up getting a lifetime ban that lasted less than a year. But there was no way in hell that horse could run that fast in that situation. The best part was I heard a story earlier in the card. Somebody had done the same thing. But he wasn't dumb enough to take off and win Wait by 24. Early. Yeah, he waited till they passed him. And then he took off and just caught him on the wire. And so yeah, that that stuff when that stuff happens, people go, "Oh, it's all rigged." And I and right near the end of uh uh not not Sam Houston, but one of the other race meets in Texas where I ha- when back when I was actually working inside the industry, one of the reasons there was it's
3: better when you say when I was an industry insider, it yeah, sounds better.
2: Yeah, I mean I was inside and out. It was just depending on who it was, um, but. There was a, a, a race, you know, they have conditions for races, right? Mm-hmm. Like non-winners of two, non-winners of three. Yeah. Well, this was a non-winners of three. Maidens. And a trainer basically said, listen, I've got him entered next week for twice the purse. And he was three to five in the race. And instructed the jockey to make sure he didn't win. And word got around the backstretch. And, of course, the horse didn't win. And some of us bet. But, I mean, that that that's an incident that I know of that happened that's scuzzy as hell. But having said all that, despite the Bafferts, despite all those guys who cheat, 90, 98 to 99% of it is on the up and up. But when you do this stuff, it makes people question all of it. And it, and and like I said, this is going to apply to sports betting as we get further and further along. Every time there's a bad call, oh, the, the ref was trying to blow the spread, um, people are going to do that. Because when you lose, you have to blame somebody. And... Yeah, you know, I, I just wish this stuff didn't happen, but, you know, there's there's criminals and everything. Yep. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776, and, um, and Tuesday, this should be the last segment of horse racing for today. If you don't want to listen, don't listen, brother. I don't care. There's a lot of people who are interested in, and and probably won't get back to it today. But guess what? That's not your decision to make. Your decision to make is keep listening or change the channel. So there you go. Uh, well, I was going to take a call, but I going to see what Mike wanted to talk about. But, uh, yeah, poor Marines. Remember when Lance Armstrong won his first tour to France? That's another good one. That's a really good example. Deny, deny, deny. Hey, let's, uh, let's see what Mike has to say.
3: Go, Mike. Hey, what's up? Sports, what's up with you, man?
4: Sports. Hey, uh, just wanted to, first of all, say that AJ, I've been listening to you since we both lived in Austin. And Fred, I've been following you since you were at the Chronicle, and I'm a big fan of both you guys. Thank what's you, up? sir. Thanks, man. You're a peach. And uh, yeah, I wanted to talk. Actually, not about sports. I wanted to talk about the Houston restaurant scene, which I know you guys are into and have had Eric Sandler on your show before. And yeah,
3: well, um, guys got to eat, don't we?
4: <laughs> we do like our food. What's up?
3: We got to eat, don't we? <laughs>
4: yes. we. What's up? What,
3: what, do you, what do you got on the restaurant scene? What do you want to talk about?
4: So I am a chef at a pretty prominent River X restaurant, and I just wanted to send out a PSA to the Blitzers. Be nice to your servers. Um, running a restaurant is uh, a very stressful thing and, uh, having to do it through a pandemic has been really difficult. So, um, and we're lucky in that we're probably about 95% of the way as far as where we want to be on staffing, but a lot of people aren't. So just when you go out, be a little bit more understanding to the people that are taking care of you and feeding you.
3: Well, I'm for that. I'm a a big believer. And I'll be honest. I I feel like I'm a a generous tipper uh, to begin with. But also because I have a I'm like a a D list celebrity in this town.
2: Don't don't sell yourself short. I'd (laughs) say C.
3: I always make sure I tip even a little bit yeah. more because I'm not looking to be the guy that doesn't tip and I'm sure there's some radio guy in this town that's notorious for it or some TV guy or something. I don't ever want to be that guy but yeah, I'm, especially now I, I feel like if you're going out to eat, you got you to gotta take care of the people and, working in these restaurants. and
2: I, I mean, we've always been about that but I, I would just say the other thing right now, guys uh, kind of to his point, try to be more patient with people right now uh, it, because a lot of places are still understaffed and a lot of places are having trouble getting enough food and alcohol and things like that for people and so it may not have what you're looking for. Just you know, let's all be understanding about that, man, and and get our restaurants back. And I I've, I've been doing my part to help support here. And if you can, keep doing it, man. We gotta get everybody back up and running. Um, all right, we are going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. So blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five.
0: Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 975. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're
2: back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. All right, we, we, we can move on to something here. We talked about this yesterday, and I, I was just kind of curious, and I actually listened to... Uh, the Texan station today, because I want to hear if anyone over there bothered to mention this. Surprised they didn't. <laughs> um, at least that I heard. I mean, I only listened for a little bit. But there was a question posed to Nick. You got the full question? All right. I'll just let Aaron take it away here.
0: It might be a bit bit of a loaded question, but David Shaw called his quarterback one of the steals of the draft. What do you think
1: about that? Yeah, I'm not a draft expert. David, I have a lot of respect for David, so you could talk to David about what he thinks. So we're just glad that we have the players that we have in the building.
2: Yeah. Okay, so not only are you not a draft expert, but maybe ask his college coach about the guy you just drafted?
3: (laughs) Seriously? All right. Ugh. Lamont's not letting this thing go from yesterday. You guys showed me yesterday. Media are elitist and think they are on equal par with professionals paid for doing a job. I'm not talking about sports media. I mean all media. Media gets paid to gossip, and some uh, somehow that's been translated into we are just as competent as pros. No, Lamont, we're paid to have an opinion, just like no. those those dra- the, like the GMs are paid to or, to have their opinions on players and. No. Do we have the access to everything that they do? No, but it's it's not about being elitist. That's just what the job is.
2: Well, can I, I and I'm not on this conversation, so I don't know where you guys are with it.
3: I, that's the only thing that got sent. Uh,
2: let me, let me just ask, and, and Lamont, if you want to call in and respond to this, I'll be happy to take your call, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, I already know the answer. And okay. So you're being critical of media people, right? That's what you're doing. Well, that's what it sounds like. Okay, I just want to make sure. And so you're criticizing what they do and how they do it.
3: The job is just different, but it's, I mean, it it is about
2: projecting. Okay, but he's criticizing the media about how they do their job, and that's okay, but the media criticizing some football guy for doing his job is not okay. Can I'd like to hear how that should be. That needs to be explained to me because there is no difference in my mind. That's what people do. That's part of what this job is, is to be critical and to speculate and then when something happens to react to it that's kind of what it is and and as i said yesterday there's a lot of people shouldn't be doing mock drafts there's a lot of people in this city there's certain sports they shouldn't be talking about and yeah i mean it's painful sometimes to hear guys try to talk ufc and it's kind of like really you might want to just tune into mean, oh i thought you were talking about me no no but i mean uh and that's and that's just part of the business but to pretend like it's okay to criticize those guys, but no, they can't say anything about teams that clearly don't know what they're doing. That's not okay. That that's where you, that's where you lose me, man. And, and if you can explain to me what the what the difference is, I'm happy to hear it. But I got to tell you, I don't see a difference. And KB says, so the media supposed to just blindly trust the teams here, no questions asked? Yeah.
3: Well, if, and if they didn't miss regularly, I guess we would, but. But, they miss but you're all also time. not
2: supposed to blindly trust the media. You're supposed to think for yourselves. And you can't lump all these teams into one. You can't lump all the media into one. So, Like I said, there's a lot of guys should never be doing mock drafts. And they, they don't know what they're doing. But, you know, that that's the thing. If you can explain to me why those things are different, happy to listen.
3: Well, I mean, we've had people that, that said they, they were doing a mock draft. And I said, well, name three offensive linemen. And they couldn't. Like, it, it's... There's a lot of people who will, they look at what other people are saying about players and then they say, okay, this is what I believe or I agree with and this is what I don't. But I think there are guys that, uh, that do just as much work as the, the quote-unquote experts. Well,
2: like, and okay, so here's another point to this.
3: There, there, are, there are NFL GMs that know less about players than Lance. Oh, yeah. or or like a uh, Well, why a, do you I think mean, Mike or, or Mayock like Mel Kiper? Why, yeah. Wait,
2: why do you think Mike Mayock got a job as a GM? Yeah. Why why do you think everybody wanted Louis Riddick with a job as a GM? I mean, that that's you know to to just blindly trust these guys frankly is just not real smart. So, anyway. 713-780-ESPN. and, and the thing is, I mean if that's I'm 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 listening. I'm I'm waiting to hear what the difference is. In fact, it doesn't have to be Lamont. Somebody, anybody else, explain to me the difference. AJ, I mean, I Aaron, I'm, I got nothing. Jesus Easterby, he's not here. Jack Easterby burner.
3: Shout out to the fish. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I'm not a draft expert. That's what I want to get back to. <laughs> that's good. All right, so let's, let's even he admits it. Let's defend this one. All right, somebody defend this
3: one. I'm not a draft expert. Your general manager of an NFL football team
1: is not a draft
2: expert.
3: That seems like a weird thing to say or admit to even. Yeah,
1: Admitting to it is stupid, but I will make the argument that if you had, like, we all know that Lance is an expert on that stuff because he watches 90 hours of film a week leading up to the draft. If... Lance was the GM right now. He wouldn't have time to be watching 90 hours of film a week because he also has to deal with contracts and all that stuff. So usually I feel like he would have to outsource it to somebody else that he trusts to watch that 90 hours of film and report to him. But Lance is also not dumb enough to go, well, I don't know, I'm not a draft expert. <laughs> but when, even if you are one of those draft experts like that watches film all the time and gets promoted to a GM role, have somebody that you trust who is going to hand you a piece of paper that knows their job is writing on that piece of paper.
3: Jack Easterby Burner on Twitch says literally the dumbest thing ever. AJ always thinks his opinions are right, LOL. That's really what an opinion is. It's what I think. Like, I'm not saying... That's funny right there. I mean, inherently, my opinion about something that requires an opinion answer... To me, would be right, wouldn't it? It's not like it's a discussion well, it, of. It,
2: it, it depends. A lot of things we're asked to have opinions on that. That frankly, I I don't feel like I I don't know that I'm right on something on just any subject because no, I'm you, supposed to have an opinion. I'll, I'll give my best guess, basically, like I do when I'm betting. Well, yeah. But I. But uh, but I, I, and I'll try to say that. Otherwise,
3: I, it would be called a fact, Fred.
2: Well, not necessarily. I mean, you. There's a difference between having an opinion and treating it as a fact, which a lot of people do, and you have done sometimes. And then there's the difference of having an opinion and telling people, hey, this is what I think, but I don't know enough about it. Or there's enough on the other side that I could easily get my mind to change. Um, but I don't think you should take every opinion and treat it as though it's 100% right, because I don't think that's the case. And I also think, I don't think anybody believes that, that their opinions are always, well, I take it back. A lot of people on Twitter do, and they're wrong, but... Yeah, you know, I, I think it's again like most things. It's more complicated than just well, yeah. You, you're supposed to be right if you have an opinion.
3: Like if I say, um, in my opinion, this whiskey tastes good. Like it's that means in my opinion, it tastes good. Like that's that's not disputable because that's my opinion.
1: I, I think so. Of problem, course, I think it's right. The problem with sports media is is the last. Six, seven, eight, nine years of Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith just saying things for shock value, and then saying that's their opinion when they don't know what they said ten minutes after they said it. That's fair. Has trained audiences to go, "Oh, well, he's just saying it for shock value."
3: No. But even if, even if, like I'm, I'm give like a a wager, like we're, we're, uh, you know, in my opinion, Gonzaga was the best basketball team all year. They lost in the championship game. And so, and I could also say, in my opinion, I still think they're the best team. It doesn't mean that you have to think that. And they certainly, like, when they played the game on, like, they didn't win. And I'm I'm taking that into account. But my opinion, to me, still remains right. I'm not telling everyone they've got to agree with every opinion I've got because that, that wouldn't make sense. You're a grown person. Jack Easterby burner account, you're a grown person. You can come up with your own opinions and, and presumably if it's your opinion, you think that that's right. Correct. Um,
2: yeah. And somebody said, if you knew your opinion was wrong, you'd have a different opinion. I would just say, yeah, I would just say that there's, there is a difference though, when you're expected to have an opinion on something and, and, You're not sure about it. And I think that's the problem is that everybody has an opinion on everything, whether they're sure about it or not. And a lot of them don't believe what their opinions are. A lot of them are just spouting crap. The Nick Wrights of the world and all these guys, and they make a ton of money for it. Skip Bayless gets paid a ton of money for it. So that is, and and this is why guys who lump all the media into one thing, it's, it's simplistic thinking because not everybody's like that, but but enough of them are that you're, it's just like the people cheating Enough of them are cheating. You're going to think everybody's cheating. You've worked with me
3: for 11 years. Have you known me to say things out loud that I don't believe to be true just to get people riled up? Like, I know there's people who believe that, that I do that. Mostly, they were people who, who thought I was doing that when I was saying the Texans were a trash-ass organization. And they're like, oh, you're just trying to be a hater to get ratings or whatever. And, I, I mean, off the air, I, I never said anything differently. It's what I believe. Like you, you, you realize I'm not like one of these Skip Bayless types, right? No, I I, I, don't, I give the opinion I, that I have. I don't
2: think you are. I, I think you you give the opinion you believe in. I think sometimes people are going to misinterpret that because of the way you do it. Okay, they're going to take it as though you're being one of those guys.
3: I, it, but
2: but I and, and I I think I've defended you on this before. It's Like when when you get off on that stuff. You're saying what you believe. You're not. You're not making it up to get ratings the way that those guys are. Yeah, listen. but but sometimes it just it, it. I can see why people listen to that and say, see, and this this is where this is where I have kind of a twisted opinion. I can understand why they would listen to that and say, oh, he's just being Skip Bayless. That's not the case, but it can come off that way.
3: What I will say is, my, my opinions aren't always right because sometimes there are facts that say nope, AJ was wrong about that. And I'm I, I'm I'm okay yeah. with that. Anybody who gives out opinions or uh you know, prognosticates or what like you know, makes predictions, whatever. Anybody who does that for a living is going to be wrong sometimes. That that's without question. <laughs> you can no one's right all the time. If I was right all the time, I wouldn't have this job because I wouldn't care about any of you plebs because I'd be living on a hill. By myself, laughing at the rest of you pores. But that's not the way life works. Like, if you have opinions, you're going to be wrong. Everybody's wrong sometimes. But what I learned a long time ago, the easiest way to keep track of your opinions is just to say what you really think. And then you don't you don't have to go, oh, what did I think about that? Because I know for a fact guys like Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith and Skip Baylor, they have to... Well, they have writers who tell them, "Oh, this was your opinion on this," but and Colin Cowherd's been he's been busted doing this. Yeah, because you you could hear the like. There's you could hear the guy
2: in his ear too. Yeah, you know.
3: But but it's a lot easier, especially when we don't have anyone passing us notes or, or writing for us, writing our show for us. It's a lot easier to keep your opinion straight when you just say exactly what you think.
2: Well, how about this? To quote the late great David Lee Roth. Um. I don't need so much to remember. That's how it is when you tell the truth.
3: There you go, Freddie. In the words of Fred Fowler. Well, no, quoting the late, great David Lee Roth. Well, I like to the say great, it. great poet, David Lee Roth. I like the great American poet. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to tell you, friends, about Stars Poker Club. And in my opinion, it's a great place to play poker. You know why? Because they treat you like, you're, you're, like your family. Like you're, uh, they're, they're treating you like, hey, they're. We, Would your family charge you a door fee? No. Would your family say, hey, you got to pay us for food? No. Would they charge you for drinks? No. They just play cards with you and pass some money around the table. That's the way it should be. They got live games taking place now. No Limit Hold'em and Omaha. Uh, Great atmosphere. And GM Bobby and his staff, they're knowledgeable. They're passionate about poker. And if you tell Bobby that I sent you out, guess what he'll do? He'll give you a free $25 on your first $100 buy-in. Uh, it's it's up on Veterans Memorial, just north of the Beltway. It's worth the trip. Check it out. Get that free $25 when you mention my name. Visit them online, starspokerclubs.com, or give them a call, 281-272-6209. Get up there and play at Stars Poker Club. ESPN,
1: 9,
0: 9, 9, 9, nine ninety seven five.